please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Hey, this is Greg McIntyre, uh, the Elder Law Guy, and welcome to the Elder Law Report and this week's uh, live broadcast. I'm running a little late. We're usually in at 1 o'clock, uh, but just ran over today because of a few issues. Um, today is part two of our foundation series on um, uh, foundations, the four pillars of uh, foundations that I, that I talk about with estate planning and elder law are wills, uh, general durable power of attorney, healthcare power of attorney, and living wills. Those four things, if you get those in place, can be very powerful in saying how you pass your property, not how the state has planned for you to pass your property, and uh, making sure it gets to where you want it to go. Now, I talked about wills last week and how this, uh, you know, passing something by will through the probate estate could allow for liens to attach. Uh, which is not necessarily the best way to do it or the way you want to do it. Uh, if we do it, hopefully we'll pass everything outside of the probate estate. But the things that we don't catch, you know, is still fine to pass through that probate estate. We hope that it gets to where it needs to go without a lien attached. So part two is to come in and talk about the other more simplistic, well, I say simplistic, there are no simplistic estate plans or documents, but documents uh, is, are all documents created equal. Why are my documents better than the attorney down the streets? Or why are they all not created equal? Well, I'm going to talk about that a little bit today during today's session. And uh, I'm also going to talk about uh, general durable power of attorneys and, and specifically, which you usually hear referred to as powers of attorney. Hey, this is my power of attorney. That's not true. That's your attorney in fact, by the way. But, not, but the power of attorney document gives them that power. We'll talk about those. We'll talk about health care powers of attorney and how those are different than a general durable power of attorney and why you should have one. And living wills and what those are. That's not your will, okay? Uh, and they have power during your life while the will takes over after you pass away. So anyway, I'm going to talk about that today. Before I do that, I'm going to walk you through the body, okay? Uh, Hayden and I have been back here following up with some clients and doing some things. This is Hayden Soloway in my office. Hey, Hayden, how are Hi. you doing? Great. And I'm going to go through and just show everybody our office for a second and then answer some foundational questions. Hey, Anna. Chris is busy in that office. And we've got Julia working hard up front. Hey, Julia, hey. how are you doing? So it's a beautiful day out here today. See what's going on across the street, farmer's market. No, but it is a beautiful, beautiful day here, okay? At McIntyre Elder Law. So let me go back, have a seat, and just go over a few foundational documents and issues. So, just talking about foundational documents. Uh, foundational documents, again, will, general durable power of attorney, healthcare power of attorney, and living will. Starting with a general durable power of attorney. 
a general, you'll usually hear it called a power of attorney. Now, a power of attorney can be specific, saying, you know, I want to let Johnny or Susie sell my real estate located at 123 West Marion Street. And that's good for six months, and then the power ends. So that's one way to do it. Another, uh, that's called a specific power of attorney, not a general power of attorney. A specific power of attorney can be anything, uh, you know, just limited, a limited power of attorney. A general uh, power of attorney allows you to do any uh, or any uh, regular business for someone else, such as you could say, you know, I want you to be able to, to sell real estate for me you know, should I get in a bad situation should I become incapacitated if I was in a car wreck on the way home from work tonight my wife would be able to take over my day-to-day -day business affairs pay my bills and why is this important because right now if I didn't have a power of attorney and my wife on there as my primary person contact person or person attorney in fact to handle my business then she couldn't even call and change my cell phone bill because I set it up. Imagine how hard it is sometimes dealing with a bank. And banks are becoming more and more meticulous in particular on what they want. It's to guard against fraud and to protect the individual or the senior. So you need good quality documents that allow you to handle someone's personal business. What about to handle Medicaid planning? things of that nature. Does your power of attorney specifically speak to that? Does it enumerate? Because social services, they're going to want that type of information in there when you're talking about someone in a nursing home and doing Medicaid planning. They're going to want that type of language in there, in that general durable power of attorney. Is your power of attorney recorded? In North Carolina, we require that the power of attorney be recorded at the local registered deeds. And if it's not recorded, then it doesn't survive incapacity. Does it have a durability clause? That means it needs to have a clause in there stating that it's durable, that it survives incapacity. If not, if it ceases to have any power when you really need it, which is when you become incapacitated and can't take care of your own affairs. So that's a general durable power of attorney. Our powers of attorney can be a short form, so one to four pages, or a long form, which is really a premium document, which is between 21 and 25, 26 pages, okay? Um, so that's a really robust document that we want to handle a bank and then say, not give you any problems. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be so amazed at the size of your power of attorney, they won't ask you any questions. No, no uh, uh, it's just important to have solid documents in place uh, so that if anything happens, you can take care of your wife, your husband, um, and how about appointing second and third people to come in and stand in place in your stead, such as someone to step in if your spouse is unavailable or unwilling or unable to serve for whatever reason. Documents that can grow with you throughout your entire life, okay? Um, those things are important when you're doing that type of senior and estate planning. A healthcare power of attorney. What about a healthcare power of attorney? Well, a healthcare power of attorney is who a doctor, who the, a, a medical facility, uh, who the nurses, everyone can look to and say, 
that's the person that I need to talk to about medical procedures and big decisions when it comes to health planning for this person or this senior because they can't plan, you know, the seniors in a position, they can't really make those competent decisions themselves at that point because of any kind of health issue. I'm, I'm sidelined when one of my kids give, gives me a bug, you know, during the year and I'm out for 24 hours, you know, uh, uh, I need somebody to make my decisions for me because I'm in the bed. Um, but uh, that's why health care power of attorney is important, um, is so that there's no squabbling, there's no bickering. Uh, there's not a bunch of Indians trying to make the decision. You appoint a chief who can meet with the family and make that decision and communicate and be that communicator. It makes it easier for the family. It makes it easier for the, the health care provider, okay? Or, or assisted living home, independent living facility, or nursing home facility. So health care powers of attorney are very important as well and recommend that everyone have one. Living will. A living will is a very important document. I waffle back and forth on whether I want to be maintained until I'm a toenail or, or whether, you know, and I see situations every day where I'm like, you know, I do not want to be in that situation. Let me go if that's me. And that's a situation where, but this, uh, people feel very strongly about this issue on both sides of the aisle. Um, so do you want to be maintained if your body is far outliving your mind? Uh, and you're being maintained by artificial hydration, nutrition, and machinery indefinitely. Is that a situation you want to remain in? Or do you want to give a statement of intent through the living will to your health care providers and the person you appointed as your health care power of attorney and say, you know, if I'm ever in this situation, let me go. And it's okay to let me go. And a release of liability saying, if you do let me go, I release you from the liability that you may incur, okay? Uh, you healthcare power of attorney and facility for following my wishes, okay? That's important because you see, we've seen court cases and people linger on for, for days or years where the courts are trying to decide if it's okay to do what the loved ones feel like they need to do, whether it's keep someone alive or, or go ahead and let them pass peacefully. So, so while you're competent, while you're feeling good, while you have your wits about you, you can make that decision. You also, another thing that does is you take that guilt-ridden decision off of the family members, off of the kids. I hope that I never have to make that decision for one of my parents, but I may. Um, but my parents could go ahead and make that decision for me um, so that I don't have to, so that I'm okay with it and I know what their intent is and what they want to happen. Some hospitals will allow you to keep these documents on file, the healthcare power of attorney and living will. Um, I know for us, we provide that service for our clients at bank level security and give them a card to carry in their wallet on our eDocs access system uh, where they can access anytime, anywhere when they're traveling, doesn't matter on any device, mobile device, phone, iPad, laptop. I'm Greg McIntyre. It's been a pleasure being with you today, talking about foundations, general durable power of attorney, healthcare power of attorney, and living wills. And uh, please text me, call me, email me, shoot me a message on our website. Go to mcelderlaw.com, mc, Mike Charlie, elderlaw.com. 
we have a ton of content up there related to senior care and asset protection, um, constantly doing video, audio, and blogging. And uh, let me know if you have any questions about anything. Again, I'm an attorney in North Carolina, and I am an elder law attorney, okay? Uh, at McIntyre Elder Law, helping seniors protect their assets and legacies. Our phone number, if you need to give us a call directly, 704-259-7040, 704-259-7040. See you next week, Friday at 1 o'clock. Life is busy, we all know. We put off planning till things get slow. Tomorrow's never promised today. Don't get too busy and let it all slip away. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Foundational planning or more complex. We can help when you're perplexed. If a loved one needs long-term care, we can help avoid some of the scare. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Estate planning benefits and even probate. We take the planning piece off your plate. If you or your spouse were in the military, we can help with benefits for